Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. This is Marcia Thaddison. You're on the D Outward Network for your health with Marcia Thaddison. I just want to thank everyone for being on tonight with me. Today is, can you believe it? We're in the month of September and it's almost over with September the 16th of 2018. And I just pray everyone in the East Coast of the United States is surviving. The weather pretty good. And that's what our conversation is going to be about today is preparation and being prepared for the storms that comes in our lives. You know, a lot of times we need to be prepared. So we're just going to kind of talk about some of the things that I've learned over the years. I just want to thank you for being on board again. You're on the For Your Health show with Marcia Thaddison. Just to remind our listening audience that um, the program here is just for advice. For all our For Your Health listening, this program radio show is um, show us advice about information presented here for the purpose of information and education only. It should not be construed as offering medical advice or diagnosis or treatment for any illness or injuries or conditions or condition of preventing any health problems. The listening audience should talk with their licensed practitioner or their physician regarding any proper diagnosis or treatment for their illness. But basically today, I just want to talk about being prepared. I know FEMA and the Red Cross have been putting out this alert about um, Florence coming and hitting toward the United States for many, many, many weeks, uh, weeks up. We had about a week warning that a storm was coming. But I want to talk about Katrina a little bit because um, I was born in New Orleans. Most of my family and friends uh, are in the Baton Rouge, Louisiana area. And we all was mesmerized watching Katrina hit um, New Orleans and Louisiana area, the Mississippi area, just mesmerized watching that event unfold before our eyes. And I think what really moved me it's seeing so many people, you know, stranded on their rooftops, um, needing help, um, hearing the stories about how people overcame with the flooding and things like that. That was before I started my business yesterday's kitchen for today. And when I started the business yesterday's kitchen for today, it was about eating healthy, um, learning how to use food as your medicine. But as I started this journey on this health and wellness journey about eating right and milling my own fresh uh, grain into flour, I met a lot of people who are preppers, and they educated me about things that I had no clue about. And when I started the business, as I said, I started selling grain in 25- and 50-pound-pound bales of um, containers, and I remember selling some grain to one of the guys who worked at Emory. Uh, one of the guys that worked at Emory, uh, one of my customers, said to me, "Marsha, 
knowing that I'm African-American, he said to me, Marcia, you need to warn and prepare your people on how to be prepared for a natural disaster or anything happening. And I'm thinking, okay, what did he mean by this? Because I had no clue about people who were preppers, people who were putting away, ready for anything. Um, Coming from Wisconsin, I've always made sure in my car I had the extra blanket, the um, a shovel, um, jumper cables, you know, being prepared for a snowstorm and, you know, being stuck in the house when it was a snowstorm, you know, providing that your electricity didn't go out, you were pretty much safe and okay. And um, we had a fireplace at one point, so we always had wood. But as I got on, came on, got on this journey on health and wellness and meeting preppers and meeting people, I started putting a list together. And at the end of the show, anyone interested in this list that I put together, um, just email me and make sure you get that list. We'll make sure you have that list. So I said, okay, I'll do this. And then I found out, doing more research, that our government is doing their job, too, in trying to provide us with the information on how to be ready and healthy um, during any emergency time. But back to the gentleman that told me I needed to share with this with my people. I started putting a list together, and as I mentioned before, I'm going to go over a little bit of what this list was, and I learned that the United States government also gives us a list, and I put their email address out there, and it's called Emergency Supplied List by Homeland Security. And on this list, I just want to talk about some of the things that's on this list because I just want us to realize the United States is in debt. And to me, looking at Katrina and I see the fires burning on the east on the west coast, we see flooding on the east coast, and I don't know what the winter's gonna be like. And I see in other parts of the world, in Venezuela and other countries, people are hungry, uh, people are food shortage. I don't know what things gonna turn out to be when this uh, taxes on tariffs of things coming importing and outporting in the United States, what that's going to do to food prices and other uh, items that we need and be purchased at a, a real reasonable price right now. So with me learning these things, and that's the reason why I had um, Shannon on with the Baker Creek Seed Company showing us how to save seeds, how to be able to grow your own food and to be self-sustainable. And, and I guess that's my purpose and my mission is to be able to teach the next generation of young people um, like my children and my grandchildren and even my great-great-grandchildren who I would never know or hear of, but I want them to be able to read and hear the information that I've put out here so they will be able to be aware to take care of themselves. So um, the emergency supply list, and that is put through the Homeland Security and they have a checklist, which I think is a great checklist, and we want to go over some of these things, and that was prescription and medication and glasses. I definitely need my glasses because I can't see too well reading without them. Infant formula and diapers. Uh, pet food and extra water for your pets. Um, they have a list here of important family documents. That's another thing. Always make copies of your health insurance or um, important papers, um, birth certificates, and things like that. 
and put them in a water um, seal container. I mean, something that you can put water won't damage them or uh, it would get wet. Uh, cash for traveling, uh, change, always have emergency change because, you know, we never know when these storms are going to hit. And so another thing on the checklist was emergency reference materials such as books of information. Um, people don't carry uh, phone books anymore. Um, and I started keeping a phone book again because after my phone died on me several times and I lost people's telephone numbers, and I'm thinking, okay, this is not going to work. I know my children's telephone number by heart. Um, and I make sure I use their number. And a lot of times I won't even just hit the number. I will dial the number to keep my brain functioning, remembering the numbers. But um, keeping a phone book with address book and being able to um, reach relatives and families and friends that you can reach uh, in case of an emergency and have those numbers. Change of clothes, which includes long sleeves, shirts, uh, pants, Dirty shoes, consider adding additional shoes or clothing if you um, know it's in cold weather. So you need to have so many things packed away and put away in an event of an emergency. A lot of times we get so busy with everyday life, paying the bills, you know, making the kids do their homework, you know, just making sure their rooms are clean, that we don't set aside things in case of an emergency. So that's my uh, concern and my, my wish for us to do. And I have done that. I have a um, bought a plastic container. And in that plastic container, I have um, sanitary nears. And I don't even use them things anymore, but I have them for my daughters, my grandkids, who happen to be with me at the time. And I have a lot of um, matches. I have other things for an emergency that's on my list. So I'm going to share that list with you. All right, a fire extinguisher. Uh, waterproof um, matches container, as I mentioned, send them uh, women's supplies as well as men's supplies, hygiene, from personal hygiene, feminine wipes uh, for wiping yourself, um, paper plates, cups, uh, utensils that's easy to be disposable uh, for you to use, paper, pencil, books, puzzles, and things like that to keep children amused or calm during any type of emergency situation. Um, you want to make sure you have a gallon of water, one gallon of water per person that can last up to three days for drinking, for uh, even for sanitation, uh, sanitation for cleaning up uh, after you use the bathroom and things like that. Food, the last three-day supply, non-perishable. Now, um, let's talk about the non-perishable food that you can have and make it easy. A couple of years ago, I went, I was at the uh, West End Library in Atlanta, Georgia, and I did a workshop on uh, um, emergency, kind of like putting food away, uh, storing grain, things, things like that, showing them how to mill fresh wheat and how to store grain short-term as well as long-term. And a lot of times when I do workshops, I'm doing workshops to show people. If I'm doing a canning workshop, I'm doing a fermenting workshop, any type of workshop I'm educating people on, I'm educating them on how to store food long-term as well as short-term in case of emergency. And I've gone right to the dollar store and picked up beef jerky. You can get crackers. Uh, you can get um, 
freeze-dried fruit that's like raisins and um, blueberries or um, um, cranberries that are freeze-dried and raisins and nuts. That makes great uh, fruits and stuff like that to, to take with you. Um, you know, having water and, and having um, a first aid kit with you that has Band-Aids, that has peroxide, that has rubbing alcohol, uh, has galls in it. That's important to have with you. So going to a dollar store um, and being able to pick up Band-Aids and put them aside and get your book bag and maybe put certain amount of supplies in each of the children's book bag or family member's book bag or have one large container that you can easily pick up having all these items in you for your family in case of an emergency, paper towels, napkins, um, toilet paper, uh, flashlight. So going to the dollar store or any place that's inexpensive, you know, cost seems to be the big factor here. When you go make groceries for yourself and your family, you get some of these items like the uh, beef jerkies or the freeze-dried uh, food stuff in a can, uh, food that's pre-packaged in a can, um, macaroni and cheese or some ravioli, small cans for your children and put those in a can. And then as time wears on, if you're not going to eat it, replenish it. The date on that can is going to expire you can give it to a homeless shelter, a food bank, or eat it yourself and then replace it with another can of um, macaroni and cheese or uh, chicken noodle soup, some crackers you can buy, some non-perishable items that you can purchase. So that's important. And then knowing uh, if your kids have allergies and things like that, you have the EpiPen, uh, things for their body and make sure they're healthy. Okay, we talk about we're gonna talk about flashlights, we talk about batteries, first aid kits, a whistle. A whistle is great to have in case some of the family members is stuck underneath some rubbish or uh in a basement somewhere and the house may have fallen on you guys and you can't get out. Having a whistle and that being able to blow that whistle and allow alert other people that you are in that building or you're somewhere needing help. And another thing that I thought was important to have, if you have infant or little children, is to have that pouch. And I think, to me, uh, with hurricanes and tornadoes, those really frighten me. I'm going to just tell you straight up, they really, really do frighten me. And so, to me, when I had my daycare, and we were having storms, I will always put the youngest one in this little carrying pouch that carries that sits on the mom's body. I will always put the youngest one in the pouch and strap her or him into close to my body because when tornadoes and hurricane winds come, it's going to snatch those babies up, and it's going to be hard to hold on to those children. So I always suggest if you have small little ones, as mom and dad, can buy one of those little uh, pouches, uh, the carry caboose kind of uh, straps that go under the parents, and you can strap your child onto your body nice and tight, and you can hold onto your baby that way. I think that is an excellent idea uh, during hurricanes and tornadoes events, maybe even during any storm event, just keeping your kids close to you. Um, 
so important for me as a mom and a grandma. All right, and we talked about the whistle, a dust mask, being able to uh, dust and debris, um, something that filter out 80% or 90% of dust that may be inhaling that's not healthy for us because as things are being thrown around or the things are being shifted in our homes, we have chemicals or asbestos or something else that may be in the air. So a good way to, to keep yourself protected is dust mask and even goggles, you know, those little um, goggle masks that fits over your glasses that your kids may have used during science class um, or working in construction. Um, eye safety glasses, they are important to have. So purchasing one of those, and we talked about garbage bags. Let's talk about the garbage bags and waste toilet. There's um, a company, I'm going to try to get the guy on. I got. He may come on one of the other shows again later this year, and it's called Emergency Essential LLC. And we're going to um, send him an email and try to get him on the show and talk about some of the products that companies sell for emergency only. But I like it because they have a disposable um, plastic bag for eliminating your body waste. And you eliminate in this body waste bag, and it eliminates the smell, and then the toxin that sometimes contamination comes um, during that time, people urinating um, and doing number two, having bowel movements every place. So you're able to do it in this little bag and then it holds the compost and then decompose it in the proper way. And it can be buried into the ground. Uh, so that makes it safe. Uh, can openers, wrenches to, uh, to turn off uh, utility supplies, having those things on on hand we see in, um, I don't know if that remained, they had a gasoline, gas leak that exploded in the community. One young man was killed. So being able to have those tools that you need to make sure your community and your environment is safe during these emergency situations. All right, the list I'm, here, I'm going over, you can click on our website. We do have that, and that is the uh, Homeland Security list. And the wrench, the turn-off utility can opener to open up your cans, a local map, um, cell phone, and a cell phone charger. This list was supplied and is easily available through the Homeland Security emergency supply list. So I think throughout the year, and I know we get complacent, we get to working, we don't think about this stuff until the event happens or when it's happening. And sometimes we just don't have the extra money. So I'm urging us to kind of do a checklist and slowly pick up things as we need it. And as these events happen, we're already there and putting some money aside. So we have to leave and go to a hotel and need gas money. We'll have that. And I know it's easy said and done, but I truly believe we're in this state of, of emergency that we don't know what's going to happen for 2019, 2020. And being able to make sure we're taken care of and our families is taken care of. So that's my point. Um, looking at Katrina and listening to the stories of many, many people had to share about their families, how the water came in, it's really, really heart wrenching to hear and to know that people um, 
just here in North Carolina, South Carolina, had a young lady that passed away with a tree landing on her home and killing her and her infant. I think her husband is in the hospital. So and one person was uh, electrocuted trying to charge up his or her um, solar power generator. So we just have to be really, really careful doing these storms. I, my heart grieves with people when they're going through this because I'm telling you straight up, I'm, I, storms make me nervous. And tornadoes and hurricanes, mm-mm. I'm not one to sit back and just say, oh, we're going to have a storm. No, I I really, really want to be prepared and have my family safe and want your family to be safe. So today's show is focusing on emergency supply and how we can be ready for any disaster. All right? We'll be back. We're going to take a break. This is Marsha Thatterson on the D-Hour Network for your help. Conversation with me. I don't have a guest on. I'm just 
be moved by what I'm seeing on the East Coast with the storms hitting North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia area, for us to be prepared. And as I said before, many times I do workshops. On each of the workshops I host, whether it's on canning, fermenting, um, milling fresh wheat into flour, I'm always educating people about how to prepare, how to save your seeds, how to prepare food long-term as well as short-term, and being able to feed your family in any situation. So uh, the first uh, 30 minutes of the show, we talked about Homeland Security, the emergency checklist. This is available for anyone to go on your website. I did post uh, the link underneath our uh, show, so anyone be able to pull that up and just be able to go to the Homeland Security. Now, I want to share something else, too, because um, it's called um, City Readiness Initiative, and this is what the government calls the CRI. The CRI is the Center of Disease Control and Prevention. The CDC City Readiness Initiative, which they call the CRI, is a federal-funded program designed to enhance preparedness in the national major metropolitan areas where more than 57% of the U.S. population resides. The CRI began in 2004 with 21 cities and has expanded to 72 cities with at least one CRI in each city. This is bringing about, in case Amtrak um, pandemic or something going on in the city. Also, our government is doing a national strategy, the strategy national stockpiling of medicine and things like that. In event that something else is going to go wrong in the city, Amtrak or nuclear um, shakeup or something, people are being prepared. And I've been seeing a lot of this, and I've met a lot of preppers that educated me on some things. And I just want us to know, and I'll keep saying this, as we know it, our reality is not what we think it should be, where the government, and I know they're going to try to do their part, um, local and state um, police department, fire department, they're going to do their part. Um, but we also have to do our part in taking care of our families and being prepared. And that will make a, their burden uh, on them a lot easier and that allows them to free them up to be able to take care of their families because we got firemen and we got um, political officials and people that have their own families that they have to look out for. So, and I thank the people who are out there risking their lives. And then you got people who get in their own boat and see their neighbor needs, and we applaud them and we thank God for people like that. But um, one of my friends, um, Letitia, she's a raw chef, and she knows that. Since I've been on this journey on health and nutrition and educating people, I found out there is an organization. She said her church, the church she was attending, has a closed pod. Uh, they have a training for natural disaster training program. And I called them to see if I can participate in that natural disaster training program because I like educating people about what's new, what's out there, and have us be prepared. I don't want us ignorant to what's going on or what's available to us, whether you have cancer, you have heart disease or anything. Whatever is out there, I want to lay it on the table so you and I have this option to say, oh, you know what, I think I'm going to go with this. I think I'll try this. Give us information for us to make the best decision 
for ourselves and our family regarding our health and even our safety. So this is regarding our safety. So I called the church and I said, okay, I want to participate in your natural disaster training program. And the church told me, they said, ma'am, it's a three-day training. You can only attend one day. And I said, why is that? We are a closed pod. I had never heard of a closed pod before. And I said, what is a closed pod? She said, we have trained with CDC, FEMA, and Red Cross for two years. If there's a natural war or Amtrak, anything that goes on, we get the medicine first. And they're designated for their group of people and their group of people only. I didn't know that at the time, but now that I've, it's been many years that I found out there's many organizations like that out there that have registered, and you too can register your church, your group of people, your corporation as a closed pod, and that is through the health department of your in your city. Call, you call your local health department, and you indicated that you're interested in the pod, which the initial POD, possibly as, is point of dispensing. Here it is, a mass dispensing. Protecting the health of residents is the first priority in any situation. And this is off their website, and I do have this link here where you can research about a closed pod. And what blew my mind about the closed pod is that she told me if I was in that area and not part of the closed pod, they would have information as to direct us to where an open pod would be. And in my mind, I'm thinking, wait a minute, that means me and whoever I'm with have to travel in every chaos that's going on to get to an open pod, which is set up by the government. Okay, I didn't like that information, and I didn't like the way to hearing that, but in case some type of nuclear war or something, Amtrak or something been dispensed that they have to give us some medicine. The closed pot is designed to get this medicine to a large group of people for them to dispense it for the government because if things chaotic, they can't be able to get to everyone and have everyone out. So they have designated organization that has registered with the health department. So you call the health department from your, if you're interested in knowing how set up a pod. Now, um, your local health department is in conjunction with the CDC would decide on the appropriate treatment. So with the health department again. A point of dispensing, which is a pod, is a site as a mass medication dispensing location that is capable of providing emergency medication for the SNS and that's supplied to protect the SNS, um, which is strategy for national stockpiling of medicine or um, getting medicine out to people, depending on what uh, emergency situation they will be dispensing out various medications. And supplies to protect the general population for biological threats or epidemic in a timely and effective manner. There are two types of pods. There's an open pod and a closed pod. An open pod is to the public and are located, operated by the trained um, health department staff and are uh, held in large location and capable of assisting mass amount of people. 
are planned for multiple location strategy places throughout the designated areas. So they can't even specify, or they may have the setup, but in their little um, information package, it didn't specify where it would be. And I guess it depends on the circumstance and an event that's going on. A closed part are not open to the public. The location are operated by private organization with staff that are pre-trained to dispense medication, resident staff, staff family members, and some cases clients. Provides businesses, employees with extra security during the public health emergency to remain open. Help relieve some of the pressure on open pod by searching uh, by reaching portion of the population independently. So. We have open pods and we have closed pods in your church, your corporation, and even private citizens have given a large group of people, and they have set up closed pods and got the training from the local health department and CDC. So we want people to know that this information is out here and that we need to know if your church or your organization want to be a part of this, that you can know how to set this up. And what's really interesting is is that I'm sharing this with everyone I do a workshop, and one of the gentlemen I did one with um, was doing a training for a fire department group of guys, and one of the guys was telling them about the closed pod. And, and see, this is the crazy thing. This is set up through the health department. But the firefighters that I was sharing this with and a couple of police officers I shared this with, they had no clue. Why wouldn't the health department first make sure the first responders have this information and their family have this information? And to me, it would be the best thing to do is have the fire departments and the police departments having their family already part of a closed pod to make sure the first responder people are taken care of. And maybe they have this, and we're just not everyday people like me and you don't know. But that firefighter that I shared this with in their training thing that I was doing for them didn't know. And actually, he kind of made a joke and said, well, you know, Marshall, I know how to open up a closed pot. I said, how do you open up a closed pot? And he mentioned he had a rifle. And I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't think about it that way. But some people will do that, and I can see the chaos. But I really want people to be able to say, I got mine. And if I have enough to take care of my neighbor, the person behind me, and the one off, someone else. So we don't want chaos. We don't want drama. We want orderly. We want love. We want support. And we want that brotherly love, what we're looking out for one another. And I guess. That's my way of doing it here, saying I'm looking out for you guys. It's by giving you this information uh, and sharing it with you. The benefit of a closed pod is a high-stress situation. We would entire population needs medication within a short frame time. Closed pod help relieve some of the pressure by reaching a specific portion of the community. As a result, long lines of public anxiety can be reduced and resource can be used more effectively. Efficiently, at a workshop just recently, and I'm always sharing information about this because I think it's important to know this. And one of the lady who is a minister, and she said, "Oh yeah, I'm registered to a closed pod." 
and I have my backpack, and I know where our destination area is supposed to be, and I know what assignment I'm going to be doing when I get there. So I just wanted people to know uh, about the clothes pod, and actually it's really great because on this form, it goes through um, the various steps the clothes pod has to do, easy to access to uh, saving lives for medication, quick medication dispensing to staff, enhancing continuing of operation, reduce traffic and stress to open pod, enhance organizational emergency prep um, preparedness and plans and be ready in place. And then they have stations set up in these open pods. So they're trained on different stations on getting information from the person, um, their health records, being able to dispense this, transportation. They have security at these pods. Um, So I think it's important for us to be aware and not be ignorant. You know, the Bible Bible tells us that the Lord tells us in the Scripture he don't want us ignorant, but want us to be aware that what we can do to take care of ourselves. And this, too, is information I have posted on the link, and you can call your health department. And I know they're short-staffed because actually I called the health department to see if I can get someone on the show to give us more information about the closed pod, how to register, and things like that. But you can do that on their website. Uh, on their website, it gives you information, sign up, register. And I don't know how big the facility is. I know the church in Fayetteville, that's one, um, is huge. It's a huge facility, very huge. And so we have these large mega churches in inner cities, you know, uh, of our communities. I'm encouraging you to have that as an open pot to take the stress off of maybe low-income families that, or you have a large uh, auditorium or facility that can be used, register with the government or with them, be able to have that set up so we can take care of ourselves and each other. All right. You're on the D-Hour Network. This is Marcia Thaddison, and I just want to thank you for being a part of our show. Um, We're praying for the people on the East Coast um, with the flooding and stuff, so we'll be right back.
Wow, that was Whitney Houston, if I have nothing. Uh, really, Miss Lady D, you're on the D Hour Network. This is Marcia Thaddison for your help. We are, not we, it's just me. I'm the Lone Ranger today, and I just was uh, reflecting over looking at the families struggling and the flooding in Virginia, South Carolina, North Carolina. And I've known, uh, done some workshops in the past where we just educate people about being prepared. So if you missed it, I had a, my previous list was talking about the emergency list um, with the Homeland Security people, and we talked about the closed pod. And I think what really bothers me is the closed pod situation is that we have a lot of churches. I shared this with my daughter in the inner city, some encouraging people who have churches, um, Girl Scouts, uh, even the police department and fire department, because I don't even know if they know about the closed pods and have designated areas for these men who are working uh, as first uh, responders to have a designated place to be able to take care of their families and make sure they're fit, they're safe. So um, that out, and that is through the, your health department and the CDC of putting together an open pod. Well, the open pod will be set up by the government. Closed pods are pretty much in your area to have in a designated area that has a facility that can house a lot of people at one time. So um, I think that's a great thing to do, and we need to make people educate, educate people that this thing is available and how we can utilize it in our own community. So this is the D-Hour Network. This is Marsha Thaddison. I'm going to go over a list of things that I have put together over the years. And, um, and I think my list breaks it down pretty easy. And I think other lists out there, um, there was two young ladies that was on, let me go here. There was two young ladies that was on Shark Tank. And it's called Luminate. And this is a solar power um, lamp that they inflate, and it acts as a light. And I, it was an excellent invention. And you can um, we'll put their – did I put their website? I did not put their website. I think that, that is excellent, powerful. And there's another um, solar power generator that's about the size of a, a table top that you can sit on your deck of your house. And always have electricity, and I think those average about fifteen hundred to two thousand um, dollars. Getting those solar power generators, I mean the gas generators, are okay, but you really got to be careful of uh, carbon monoxide poisoning, um, causing fires, and things like that. So really want to be able to educate people to have things ready. And you know we've had a long hot summer here in Atlanta. And I said to my daughter, and I meant to check the farmer's almanac to see if we're going to have a long, cold winter because it's been hot. And it was hot in Wisconsin. Wisconsin was running some high temperatures that normally would be tapering off getting much colder, and it hasn't done that as of yet. So I know, I got a feeling we're going to have a long, cold winter. And I know a lot of people, like I said, who are preppers and people going off the grid. And I kind of love that idea of going off the grid, owning your own uh, fireplace. You know, it drives me nuts to see people um, taking those fireplaces 
and making them gas fire places where um, they have to turn them with gas. My preference is to have wood-burning fireplaces and have wood-burning fireplaces um, where you can add inserts in it where they can blow heat out into the house that can cut down on your heating bill. Taking the ashes from the fireplace and put them in your garden is a great fuel for your garden and soil for your garden. It's a great I went to a Mother Earth conference a couple of years ago, and um, believe it or not, wood-burning stoves are coming back. Um, um, people are using those to heat their homes because in Wisconsin at the time I owned my home, you had electric bill and you had a gas bill. And I was real good about keeping that bill down because, number one, everything in my house was electric. When I left to go to work, I would go to the circuit breaker and shut things off so it wouldn't be running. I had a programmable thermostat that allowed me to program that thermostat to shut down when we weren't there, and before the kids came in from school, it would bring it back the temperature back up. So I was able to keep my house and keep my bill down really, really low by doing it that way. I think we've come into the grids of the world system that is just draining us and taking our money any kind of way. And I think another thing that bothers me is to run a electric or gas dryer in the summertime when it's 80 and 90 degrees outside. I think we need to go back to hanging our clothes on the line, being able to cut down on these bills. We, they got us programmed and trained to take money from us. So I really want to educate us and teach the next generation because they don't know nothing about hanging clothes on the line. They don't know nothing about the old 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 washing machine with the uh the ringer, the the roller ringer that you take the clothes, the machine will wash and then you take the clothes and run it through the ringer and run it through the ringer. And actually those machines are still available. You can purchase those machines. Then they got the little hand machine that just washes and you just take the hand and go back and forth. And I know it. Y'all are thinking I'm lost my mind. Marcia, this is 2018. Is nobody stepping back and going back to doing all those kind of crazy things. But I truly believe it's a way to financially pull off the grid and go back to a simple way of living. I think it's healthy. I know we're not using, we're going to be using a lot of chemicals and that you're not wasting things in the fireplace. It's great it's to be able to have that heat blown into the house. You can get inserts um, to put in there to make sure the heat is coming out. But we just want to be able to teach the next generation on how they can survive and how they can take care of themselves. So yesterday's kitchen for today, putting the power of good health back into the hands of the people, and that's how we teach each other how to take care of ourselves and grow our own food. Now, I mentioned this list uh, from the Homeland Security Supply List, but here's another one again. Water, at least one gallon per water for three to seven days. Now, you can buy Britter, those called Britter uh, water filters, things to keep your water clean. Um, there's bleach. You can do so many ounces, drops of bleach, uh, eyedropper full of bleach into a quart of water supposed to help the water um, be drinkable, but you got to filter the water uh, through a cloth or um, some uh, activated charcoal is good to have. Um, 
um, in case people toxin and poison, but you know you filter that through the charcoal and it it will help clean out the water too. Non-perishable food for three to five seven three to seven days, and we talked about some of the perishables. You know tuna. I like the tuna in a little foil package. That's good. Um, I like the dried fruits, um, the freeze-dried bananas, um, nuts, um, and um, beef jerky. One of my classes I teach is on dehydration, and we can dehydrate fresh fruits and vegetables and placing things in Maylar bags. I have classes where we, one of the classes I did with the West End Community Library is, as I said, I went to the dollar store. I purchased some uh, freeze-dried bananas, some cranberries, some nuts. I bought some pancake mix that was a dollar. I bought some beef jerky. Um, I bought a lot of non-perishable items. And then what I had was we took the beef jerky and we placed them in a, a vacuum seal bag with um, oxygen absorbent stuck inside of it. Then we placed it in Maylar bags, and that can last up to years, years. Um, bought some pancake mix, also put it in a vacuum seal. We vacuum seal it shut and put um, oxygen absorbent pack in there and then stuck it inside a Maylar bag, and I will have pancake mix. I'll put the recipe as to what cup of water, to how much oil or whatever, and put the date, and that can store for years, 20 to some years, uh, put away. And a lot of times if you don't want to buy it and you want to make sure you've got organic, you can purchase organic fruits and vegetables. Dehydrate them yourselves. Dehydrate your onions and your garlic and your um, and then vacuum seal them and make sure you put an oxygen absorbent pack and put them in Maylar bags and you can seal those bags. And being able to store food long-term as well as short-term, uh, rice, beans, um, dry packages of the soup, and you can buy the dry packages of soup, put them in a vacuum seal bags, um, you vacuum seal it with, Maylar, uh, with oxygen absorbent package, and then put them in Maylar bags. So... Each of the classes, I'm showing young people, reminding the old people, this is what we can do to take care of ourselves. And dehydration uh, is one way of dehydrating fruits, fresh fruits and vegetables and even your meat and being able to have something that you can um, have in case of an emergency. I, I, it just blows my mind to kind of think that way because I'm a baby boomer, you know, um, we grew up with everything easy, convenient, you know. Um, TV dinners came out in the 60s and so, you know. But I, I think we need to step back and go back to the garden, go back to the simple life, and I think that will be a better life for all of us and for our children. All right, um, paper plates, paper utensil, um, can opener, uh, food for infant or elderly people, if they have a special diet, that they have to have certain foods with them. That's important. Uh, pillows, uh, blankets, et cetera. Um, always um, the company, as I'm hoping to get them on here, uh, Emergency Essential LLC. 
sell these um, blankets that look like uh, aluminum bags or and that keeps your heat of your body in. So a lot of times in the wintertime, if you think you're going to be where uh, your home is going to be without heat, you want to get these electric blankets, um, not electric blankets, these um, blankets. They're like made of foil blanket, and they protect and keep your body heat within your body so you're not losing it, and so you won't become um, super cold or having health issues or freezing to death. So I just want to make sure people understand that there's a lot of great things out there for us to be healthy and make sure our kids are safe. And having these extra things um, I think is important. So pillows, dirty shoes, um, boots, um, boots that allow you to walk in water that's up to your knees or your ankles, so high water boots, or even those uh, water pants, fishing pants that kind of fit like suspenders on your body that fits a part of your body and that's you not worrying about contamination or getting germs on you, um, winging in water and uh, that you don't know what's actually in that water. First aid kit, medicine, prescription, special items for babies and elderly, uh, toilet, um, toilet paper, moist wipes, flashlight, battery, um, the national weather radio. They're always encouraging you to have that national radio, um, weather radio in your home. Cash, bank, um, cash on hand because you may not be able to get to ATMs or have the, uh, an extra key to your vehicle, your cars, or um other property that you may have and other cities that you may be able to get to. Toys, books, and games for the children. Tools, um, keeping tools available like a wrench uh, for turning off uh, emergency supply with the um, gas lines. Being able to use a hatchet, you may have to hatch your way out of a situation or cut through some things. Um, fuel uh, for the gas tank uh, for your car. Pet items for your pets. Proper identification, immune uh, med- uh, medical records. Uh, carrying case for the dogs, animals. And, you know, a lot of times in the emergency situation, you may find yourself in a shelter facility or in a place where people aren't accustomed to dogs. And then the drama and the stress of people, strange people around your animals may frighten the animal and may frighten the people that's around you. So some way you don't want no one um, getting hurt or bit or scratched up from a cat or a dog, having cages and things like that to um, house your animal in during an emergency situation. Flashlight, battery, first aid kit, um, headache, pain release, tissue, candles, matches, um, two of shovel, flares, um, Layers um, that can be used in emergency situation at night, so people can see you. Fire extinguisher, paper, pencils, uh, food bars. You know, another thing is um, these um, breakfast bars. Those are easy, non-perishable to carry with you to have to eat with you. Plastic glove, um, plastic bag, two-way radio. Um, 
leather gloves, plastic, and I mean, the thick, thick gloves in case you like washing dishes. The blue tarp for reinforcing um, in case on your roof or uh, somewhere that you may need the blue tarp. Um, duct tape for emergency sewing kits. Emergency rope. Um, uh, uh, we're talking about, they have a purifier on this emergency essential LLC. They have a tablet that you can drop into dirty water and that will clean water for you to be able to drink. Um, and that's a micro MP4 water purification tablet that you can get. Um, Respiratory mask, eye protection, shortwave radio, a shortwave radio. Got to have a shortwave radio. A two-way radio way, uh, in case you get separated from family members or maybe you live next door to someone down the street um, and you can be able to communicate with each other and let everybody know. So a shortwave radio or two-way radio, too, that'll work. Um, let's see here. Tote, we're going back to toiletry, disinfect spray, a disinfect spray um, for your family um, to be able to keep the thing, um, disinfect hand wipes that can break down. Um, and then they have uh, Enzyme 300 breaks down deodorizing waste and portable toilets. So um, as we said, we don't have no germs and that kind of stuff. Hand sanitizing, diapers, brush, can openers, um, people who have contact lens, making sure you have your information. First aid manual, scissors, uh, table, salt. Um, this is the first aid kit. Uh, make sure you have a first aid kit. Thermostat, a Perdonian jelly, you know, um, matches, tweezers, um, adhesive tape, bandages, uh, splinter, uh, um, magazines, um, Potassium uh, iodine tablets, CPR shield, alcohol pads, um, tooth filling. Oh, I'm going to tell you, always keep you some Himalaya sea salt, some sea salt, sea salt, sea salt. That is the best for toothaches. Uh, it's best, best for infections. Keep the pink Himalaya sea salt on hand. And as I said on earlier shows, if you listened to my shows before, that I talked about taking that pink Himalayan seed salt, putting uh, a few uh, teaspoons into a gallon of spring water and drinking half your weight in water in ounces. That salt contains 84 minerals. Your body needs 102 minerals, keeping yourself hydrated. And that's important because a lot of times when you go to the hospital, the first thing they're going to hook you up is to saline. So you're preparing yourself and keeping that saline on hand. Snake bite, um, hydrogen peroxide, hand and body warmer, depending on the temperature, emergency blanket, that's called the emergency blanket, which is a Maillard blanket, a multi-function knife, emergency pouch, a poncho, uh, and we talked about the whistle, we talked about jackets, and I think the hardest thing is when, um, and now you have download your photo book, uh, photos on the cloud or on a disc, making sure you're uh, taking time to get all your favorite pictures, uh, paper, important papers, and record those or take videos of it. 
or um, take pictures with your cell phone and uh, email those to yourself and have them in the system where they're safe in case you can reproduce those pictures again of your loved ones, your grandparents and things like that. So, you know, a lot of times you don't have to go and print things right away, but you can take pictures with your cell phones of existing pictures and then email those to yourself. Or this is another family on uh, Shark Tank. It's called the Groove Book, and I've used them. And I think it's three ninety nine, four ninety nine. dollars 99 I'm not sure on the price. It's called the Groove Book. And I've taken several pictures with my phone over the years. And when my phone went bad, I like same thing with the um, address book. I lost the pictures, and I lost some pictures when my mom was in hospice, um, hospital back in 2013. I had taken some pictures of her, and I lost those pictures. So now this summer I had my grandsons with me, and I'd taken pictures of them uh, with my phone. So I was able to download those pictures uh, to the group book, and it was, they came out actually pretty good. And so I'm going to encourage you to do that, and that way you can always reproduce the pictures that you may lose through weather uh, situation, even your insurance pick documents have those information uh, is important. Inventory of household items and goods, um, taking pictures with your cell phone. Again, I think the cell phone is excellent because you got that right in your hand and we always tend to have that in our hand. Taking pictures of your uh, furniture and your house before the storm and that way insurance company can get, probably give you a good valuation of replacing that, uh, your things and your items. Wheel and trust, cash, travel, maps, paper, pencils, uh, and enough food for 72 hours. We're talking about jeans, and uh, got meat in a can, fruit cocktails, energy bars, powdered milk. Powdered milk is great for moms with children. Infant care, canned milk, formula, dry fruits, raisins, prunes, crackers, sweetened cereal, hard candy, cookies, water, nuts, pretzels, applesauce that come in little containers. And the website to the one is beprepared.com. And the fire up emergency fuel starter, oh, they sell this fire up emergency fuel starter, dry stuff, and you just, um, light it up, and it burns for hours, and you can cook on it. So that is great. Making sure you have socks, comfortable shoes, um, clothes that make you comfortable and think that you're taking care of yourself. So yesterday's kitchen for the day was here to mix, so we can take care of ourselves, our family, and that's my mission is to educate the next generation, is to teach them what our grandparents taught us, is how to feed your family, how to take care of your family, and how to look out for your family. So that's what we're here for is to take care of our families and making sure they're safe and secure the best way we can. All right, so this is Marcia. You're on the DR with Network Show. For your help, and we'll be right back.
your home, and helping one another. And I truly believe that's how we're going to overcome anything with love and support from each other. So I am, like I said before, if you want the information regarding um, the list, I have a list. I put the list together, and you're more than welcome to get that. Just email me at yesterday for today at gmail.com. I will send you this list. And I'm going to suggest, you know, go to the dollar store, buy a container or something, and put it in your car or um, have it available in your home that's easy to pick it up. Or I think it's really nice, too, is to maybe get book bags for each family member and pack in emergency situation in each of the big bags so everyone has one on their back, some emergency food, first aid kit, um, water. Uh, if that child needs a special medicine for that particular child, have a little bit of the medicine in your bag, have some in the child's bag. I think it's important for us to be creative in teaching our kids to be self-sufficient and talk to them about how to take care of themselves. And another thing I think I want to talk about is the uh, cooking tool. You know, you have uh, those camper uh, fuel um, propane stoves that you can use, or you can use a sun oven. Uh, the sun oven where it's a little device that, that catches the rays from the sun and cooks your food, that's great. Barbecue grills is always a good thing to have charcoal available, um, a protein, I'm, I'm really not a big protein person, but I know a lot of people are, but protein gas, mm, I'm not, I'm always like, let's, let's go with the real deal. But that works, if that works for you and your family, make it safe and make it easy and affordable and teaching our children how to do this and how to take care of themselves. So that's, that's the power of uh, love. And sharing, and the Bible tells us that, you know, the Bible tells us teach your child along the way as you get up, as you walk along the road. We're supposed to educate our kids and teach our kids. We can't have our kids ignorant and afraid to do anything or to try anything. So we need to be able to take the next generation and show them how to be self-sufficient and how to grow their own food, how to have healthy food, how food to be their medicine and, you know, a lot of these kids are being consumed with the iPads, the games, uh, reality show, cartoons. But I think we need to, as a mom and a grandma, I think that time is over. We need to shut that down and give them more on hand. Taking them fishing, taking them hunting, that is a big thing. And that's my vision for yesterday's kitchen for today is to be able to have a building and a facility that allows families to come together single moms, um, elderly people, when we bring them together and we go fishing. I want the young boys in the inner cities of like Milwaukee, Chicago, Detroit to go hunting. You don't go shooting someone else with their gun. I know a lot of people say, well, they don't want their kids to have guns, period. You know, my dad grew up with guns in the uh, country of Louisiana, Lakeland, Louisiana, and um as a little girl, I remember watching him and my uncle get ready to go hunting, and I'm watching them clean their guns and 
telling their little rotten jokes about what they're going to do and he boasting about how what they, how much they're going to come back with. And I never sat down with my mom to watch her clean the squirrels or the rats. I didn't even like eating it. But my mom, she knew how to do it. And I know some some of her relatives knew how to do it with the possum and the turtles. Um, so they had those survival skills. They knew how to do that because they grew up doing that. And I think it's important to teach the next generation how to do that. Uh, I know in Wisconsin, uh, further north you go, they close schools because the kids go deer hunting. And our kids aren't a part of that. And I think if they are a part of that, they understand the danger of those weapons and what those weapons can do. They're out there hunting for venisons and food for their family. I support that 100%. I think that that will bring about a different attitude of guns and shooting along with nutrition. That will be great for our community and being able to educate our boys on how to fish, how to hunt for food how to be able to survive and eat. So help me to bring about some changes. And, you know, let's start here on gathering food. And as I said, if you're interested in hosting a party or being a part of Yesterday's Kitchen for today, we do can we do, I do parties on canning, fermenting, um, milling fresh wheat into flour, we have a dairy class, and then we have a preparedness class, and then a labor of love class. And I love the labor of love class. And the labor of love class is teaching the next generation of women how to get their wounds ready to have healthy babies, what to eat before they're pregnant, what to eat after they're pregnant, and while they're pregnant. And then feeding our kids healthy food because that has a profound effect on from ADHD to bipolar, schizophrenic, and autism. Food is having a profound effect. And then we have the sugar and a lot of genetic and engineered food that wasn't on the table ever before, and it's affecting our children and our health big time. So that's what we're here for, to introduce the real deal of how we can be healthy, what we need to do to take care of our health and putting the power of making our own food, being self-sufficient. And, you know, a lot of people don't like doing this, like I do a fermenting class or did a keeper class or something. They don't like doing it. Maybe you do, and you can open up a business because the organic industry is not going anywhere. It's going to be a trillion-dollar business. It's going to be making money for people, and people are making money. And you can see that in the grocery store, the prices of organic products that's being sold that people say, well, I don't have time to do it, and they're willing to pay that price. So. I think that's important for us to know we can make our own food. We can make our own self healthy by what we eat. Um, cancer, being set free from cancer by healthy food. We had Brenda Cos on the show a couple of weeks back from Living Food Institute here in Atlanta, Georgia, had ovarian cancer and breast cancer set free. I've seen this ADHD. I'm, giving, I'm um, doing classes on food and behavior reaching our children on healthy food that can bring, because if that gut's messed up, the brain is messed up. If your kid's having trouble with ADHD, bipolar, we want to change the diet. So call me if you can reach me at 770-732-6124. My email address is yesterdayskitchen, the number four, today at gmail.com. 
That way we can host the party and educate you and your families and your friends about healthy food and how that's prepared. We want families safe, healthy, and the right mind. So I just want to say I just uh, pray everyone is um, well in the East Coast, normal lives are lost, and that we'll be able to recover from this really well and healthy. So, again, go. the links are connected to the um, show. If you have any questions or you have any concerns, you can reach me at 770-732-6124. All right, we're going to take another break. not having emergency supplies. You know, Americans are very generous. We know a lot of people are sending in food and water uh, to make sure people are taken care of, and we're blessed for that. 
I'm just going to remind you, um, again, this is Marcia Dadison for your health uh, network. I have a class coming up for those who are interested in, in the Atlanta area, the Bread of Life Grain Party, and it's free. And seats are limited, and it's going to be at um, September 30th from 5.30, um, I'm sorry, 3.30 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. It's a two-hour training on the bread of life and how milling fresh wheat into flour. We're going to be doing demonstration. There will be some samples, and it's called Yesterday's Kitchen for Today LLC. We'll be at 5125 Highland Lake Drive, Atlanta, Georgia, 30349. If you have um, the right to come, you can email me at yesterday's kit, the number four, today at gmail.com, or you can give me a call at 770-732-6124. I'm hosting a grain party called the Bread of Life Grain Party, and I am the host, and it will be at 5125 Highland Lake Drive, Atlanta, Georgia, 30349. So just making sure you guys know that we're about health, nutrition, education, and making sure we are healthy as best we can be. And so I'm going to be teaching about grain and how we can store grain short-term as well long-term to help benefit grain. Why we can't eat grain today, I'll be talking about um, gluten or no gluten. And what's the problem? You know, Jesus said that I am the bread of life, and now we said we can't eat that bread. And so we want to know why we can't eat that bread. And did you know he warned us about the enemy planting the wheat and the tares? And they grow up together and he said, because they look identical. And being able to know how we've been deceived about our food. So it's important for us to eat healthy and know what that healthiness looks like. So, again, um, if you're interested in Bread of Life Grain Party, uh, 5125 Highland Lake Drive, Atlanta, Georgia, 30349. Telephone number is 770-732-6124. And that's Sunday, September the 30th. Um, the classes are from 5.30 p.m. That's a Sunday, from 5.30 p.m. 3.30 to 5.30 p.m. So um got quite a few people coming. Um hoping that you, to see you there for those who's interested in what I'm trying to do as a business, as a mom and a grandma. So I'm glad you guys are on board with me tonight. So thank you. All right, we'll take another break at a dance. <laughs> Thank you. 
Go blind. Uh, again, you're on the D Hour Network. This is Marsha Thaddison for your health. My show on yesterday's kitchen for today, um, my previous workshops and things like that is to educate us about food. I've been on this journey for about 11 years now, um, trying to get the message out. What I'm learning that food has a profound effect on our health, our mental capability, and our behavior. Uh, I can't express how um, grieved in my spirit to see our community with the violence and the food uh, that we've chosen to feed our kids is having a profound effect on the danger we have in our community. So see that? But sugar is the next crack cocaine. If you listen to a couple of my shows on behavior and food, uh, we had Tony Stephan talking about diet and nutrition for people who are bipolar, schizophrenic, and feeding them the right supplement that feeds, affects the brain. I'm telling you, we can get our kids back, and this is my mission with For Your Health, is to bring these people. I don't have all the answers. Uh, all I'm doing is bringing you what I do know, hoping that someone who has ears to hear who are desperate to make sure their children and themselves are in better health mentally as well as emotionally. My grandmother lived to be 105, and she used to say as a little girl, once I was to visit with her, she said, Lord, thank you for waking me up in my right mind. And so many people aren't there. And I want to be able to bring people to the table that they can eat off of that can put them back into their right mind um, from cancer, from bipolar, schizophrenic. It can happen, and I've seen people happen. I met a lady whose daughter was on crack. Her granddaughter came here with this stuff in her system, changing that baby's diet. That baby is set free. I've seen it, and I want that for your children, your family, alcoholism, um, all of us. My dad was an alcoholic. I got quite a few family members that drink excessively, 
making poor decisions, making poor judgment about their lives and the lives of other people that affect them, we can be set free. We had Dr. Carter on uh, talking about uh, kudzu. Who knew kudzu that grows wild around in the south? It's great for helping with kidney and liver and cutting down the, um, the craving for alcohol. So there are things out there that we're not getting on everyday information because it don't cost a lot of money. It don't cost a lot. But try it. I mean, you go to the doctor and they write you out a prescription and if that prescription don't work, they write you on another prescription. And if that don't work, they write you on another prescription. But all the meantime, each of those prescriptions is bringing on different side effects for your body and your mind. So I just want you to know that yesterday's Kitchen for Today on the D-Hour Network is here to educate you on what we're learning so you can learn. This is a journey of love and sharing that we can make sure we can get our kids back. we got some beautiful children out here, and I just want them to be in the right mind and peace and to have that gift that God has given them that won't interfere with them, that they find themselves incarcerated at an early age. I was talking to some officer um, last week. I was handing out samples, and that's what I do. I go out and I have samples of some salt or some herbs, and I give them to them. I walk up to them and I say, hey, I got something for you. And the beauty of it, they, they receive the gift that I'm, and they understand what I'm saying. And I said to the officer, I said, how many times you arrest children and you ask them, why did you do that? What is their response? And he says, I don't know. I said, guess what? They don't know. I've come to realization on this journey, they don't know. The food, the behavior they eat, the, it has a profound effect on their judgment. It takes away their common sense. Look, I, I'm going to be honest. I'm not a big fan of President Trump, but I'm going to pray for him because I know he needs help. And you, know, the Bible tells us to pray for our enemies, pray for those who despitefully use us and, and can't stand us. So, hey, I'm going to pray for our president. But I'm actually compassion for the man because I feel sorry for him. He eats nothing but McDonald's, Diet Coke. His breakfast is Diet Coke. He, they got the top chef in the White House, and he's not preparing the meals for this man except for McDonald's. He could send Secret Service agent out to purchase McDonald's. So his judgment is all screwed up. His emotions are screwed up because of what you eat. And our kids are having the same problem. Many other adults are having the same problem. So we are what we eat, and we have to take charge. And once we get our common sense back from putting the right kind of food in us, we can make good decisions about taking care of our family and being prepared to take care of our family. You on the D-Hour Network, this is Marcia Thaddison. We're going to take another break.
Stevie Wonder, Superstitious. This is the D-Hour Network. This is Marcia Patterson. For your health, I just want to thank you for being on with me tonight. We are talking about being prepared. Uh, I think it's so important. A lot of times, like I said before, we become so busy, consumed with our own lives, taking care of bills, working, helping the kids with school, and even your health. But I think it's so important that we take time, go over the list that I shared with you, pick up a few things as you go along to the grocery store, um, the dollar store, and being able to put those food away and show them to show your family that we can be prepared for any kind of natural disaster or um, war. I mean, I hate to say war, but, you know, how can you prepare for war? How can you prepare? But I think being able to have things on hand that can keep your family safe, where you can eat, medical supplies, um, medicine, store that up. And I know pharmaceutical stuff is not cheap. So I was in Walmart a couple of years ago and watching a man write out a prescription. That was several years back for one medication for $400. I mean, mm-mm. that's a little bit too much for me. So, But my goal is with yesterday's kitchen for the day is to educate the next generation, to teach the next generation on how to grow your own food, saving your seeds. Uh, we're coming to the fall harvest, so right now usually our ancestors and families will be picking their greens and getting things together to put away for the winter. And that's my goal is to be able to teach the next generation how to can, freeze it, and put it away. And I know a lot of people say, well, I don't want to do that. But there's a lot of young people wanting to learn how to can, there's people living off the, want to get away and live on the farm. And I truly believe some of these young boys that are walking around in our community have that farmer spirit in them because their ancestor was that way. They grew their own food, had their chickens and their goats. Um, I just want to bring that back for people to be self-sufficient because, man, I remember years ago going to the grocery store and when I would spend $50 or $60, I came out with some bags. You're not coming out with that many bags today. And so we want to be able to show you how you can eat and be healthy and how food can heal your body. Again, um, this is reminding you that I'm inviting you guys to my party, um, which will be September the 30th from 3.30 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. It's yesterday's kitchen for today, the Bread of Life Brain Party, and 5125 Highland Lake Drive in Atlanta, Georgia, 30349. So uh, those of you in, in the Atlanta area, or if you like to come, you are welcome. And if you would like to host the party with Yesterday's Kitchen for today, you can give me a call at 770-732-6124. We want to host the party with your church, um, with your women group, your youth group, um, being able to teach the next generation. I do classes for those ladies and men and young women and being able to show them how we can use food. And, I, you know, uh, the baby showers, I want to change how baby showers are done. I want to change how wedding showers are done so we can educate and teach the next generation on healthy food and how to prepare that for themselves and their family. Um, as a if anybody didn't know um, that listened to my show before, guess what? My daughter, my grand, my youngest daughter used to get warts on her finger, and this is what started me on this journey. And 
not knowing what to do, uh, I found a tape um, by a woman named Sue Becker and called Brett Beckers, and she was talking about um, taking her daughter to a doctor who practiced medicine of old way, and the doctor um, told her to take her daughter off of white flour, white sugar, and white rice and increase her vitamin E. And the warts went away. And my husband, who was living at the time, um, had a lot of big belly fat, and his belly fat went away. So I'm just tripping on what just happened. So that sent me on this journey to research what was happening with our food. Then I found out about GMO food, genetic engineered food, so that messed me up. And I'm like, okay, I am just blown away. And then realizing that a lot of the sugar we're eating in our food, the fructose corn syrup, all the sugars having a found profound effect on our health, our behavior, cancer, other disease that are coming in on our body. And you got a lot of young people. Since I've been on this journey, I'm meeting young people in their 40s that has cancer or has arthritis in the early 50s with Alzheimer's in a nursing home. Alzheimer's at 50-some years old in a nursing home. Come on, y'all. We've got to do better. And we, and I'm telling you, and we start, and one of the journeys I tell people to start with is start with water. Please start with drinking water. Half your weight in water in ounces. Water is so essential. Water and salt is your WD-40. And I'm telling you, the salt you want to put in, include in your diet with the Himalaya sea salt or the Redmond sea salt or the Celtic sea salt. Your body needs 102 minerals per day, and we need to get those minerals in our body because our body is crying out for it. So salt being dehydrated can cause many, many other problems on your body, cramping, constipation, depression. So my wish with this show, and I'm hoping that you will share this with others, my goal is I had a lot of people say to me, okay, Marsha, why don't you do something live? on television, I mean, on Facebook, Facebook Live, do a class on Facebook Live, or why don't you do a webinar? So I'm pondering with that for 2019. I'm not sure on how to go about doing this, but I'm learning. And just like Derek and my niece, Cassandra, has given me an opportunity to have this For Your Health show, this is something I never, ever, ever, ever thought I would do, but I'm doing it because as a mom and a grandma, I've seen our kids being put on this medication, and I know people are setting their kids free, and I want our kids to be set free too. So I'm making this information available to you. I want us to be healthy. I want us to be prepared for anything. Um, and I know that's a hard thing to do, but together we can do it. And I'm asking you to be a part of this, um, share my information with families and friends. I do have a Facebook page, Yesterday's Kitchen for Today, and the Twitter page is Yesterday's Kitchen for the number four, not F-O-R. It's the number four. So check me out on my Facebook page. I do have a lot of information out there. I'm posting a lot. I'm, I'm going to have to get better about putting me out there because, I think what's important is the message that I have and not put my face out there and I got to get better at it. But I'm saying that I want you guys to be healthy and I want your children healthy. So you're on the D-Hour Network. We got about 13 minutes left. I'm not good at doing this solo, but I'm doing it solo because, um, as I said, 
watching those families struggle and weighing into the water, making those rescue is touching my heart and it's touching my spirit, and I want people to be healthy and safe. All right, join the D-Hour Network. This is Marcia Saturday. Thank you. 
All right, you don't have to cry. You're on the D-Hour Network. This is Marcia Patterson for your health. I just want to welcome you back. Today is the 16th of September and um, Sunday, and I just want to thank you for being a part of my show and listening to the show. I pray that you get something out of this show, and today um, we were taking the time to reflect on the people who are uh, homeless being drenched with rain, being rescued, um, family who are going through this storm. But, you know, we got to prepare for the storms. You know, God tells us storms going to come in our lives, physical storms as well as spiritual storms and emotional storms. And just be prepared for those storms because they, they don't last. They're only there for a season and they will pass. But in the meantime, as people go through these storms, they're trying financially, emotionally to get themselves together we are our brother's keeper. We are to look out for each other and to care for one another. And I try to do that by sharing and giving you information that's powerful, that can empower you to be better for yourself as well as your family and your neighbor because uh, we're going to have to look out for each other. And I truly believe we're going to be riding into a more economic storms coming up and that we're going to have to take care of each other and know how to be show that brotherly love. And my way is by showing, giving you information and um, sharing with you what I'm learning about healthy food and how food is important. Food is essential to us and how we survive. It's how we come together with families and friends and neighbors. Um, It's food. And, you know, Yeshua, Jesus Christ, you know, he had the the last supper with his disciples before he was crucified. Moses, uh, they came together um, for Passover um, before the Lamb, you know, the death angels passed over their homes. So let's use food and let's use wisdom to take care of ourselves and our family. Again, uh, you're on the D-Hour Network. I want to thank you for listening. Uh, Next week on our show, we're going to be talking about hybrid food. Um, Hybrid food. What's the difference and what's the benefit of hybrid food? What's the um, GMO food here, the food that has been genetically modified? So we're going to be talking about the food that's out there because a lot of times when you're in a grocery store, people just don't know that UR code, that little sticker that's on your produce is telling you how they care for your food and what that food is. And if it starts with a nine, it's organic. It starts with a four or a three is herbicide. It's grown conventionally, but they use herbicide and pesticide. If it starts with the eight, it's genetic and engineered. So we want you to be mindful. We want you to be educated. We want you to be aware of what's on your plate, what's happening with our food, how food can be used as medicine, how food can be used to heal both the mind, body, and the soul. So, Many people that have had on this show is coming in to validate that with their experience, with their knowledge, and the trials and tribulations they have gone through to make their bodies better and their minds better. So we got good information out there. So take time to go back and listen to some of the podcasts, uh, the blog talks that I've done previously. We had great people with great experience and great knowledge of what food has done for their body. And a lot of times we're going to cross that path with someone needing food to heal their body of cancer, ADHD, bipolar, schizophrenic, 
and many other diseases that's out there, and it can be eliminated with the proper diet and nutrition. Again, I remind you of my upcoming uh, class, which is September 30th, um, 3.30 p.m. to 5.30. Have any questions or concerns or, or you'd like to join us, 770-732-6124. Email me at yesterdayskitchenfortoday at gmail.com. And that four is a number. So it's yesterday's kitchen, the number four, today at gmail.com. And or email me and give me a call and say, hey, Marcia, I want to participate in that um, class, and it's free. So um, I'm offering you a free class to learn about health and grain and nutrition. So I just want to wish you a, a safe week, love, enjoy each other, and stay healthy. So. Have a good week. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.